In my mind, I'm already doing it. This is something that Justin Bowler, who is the third guest of the decade for the third episode of this podcast, said to himself when he was in that moment of purposeful discovery, really finding out what he wanted to do in his life. He talks a little bit about shifts happening on purpose, and he shares with us his journey as an artist in the music industry. He shares the twists and turns, and he also shares where he's at now. So sit back and take a listen to a very good friend of mine as he shares his story and everything along the path that allowed him to arrive at this very moment on this very podcast. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the third episode of Living in Perfect. This is Lisa, your host, and I am so stoked to talk to the next guest, the third episode of the decade. His name is Justin and He's a friend of mine. I've known Justin for um, like four years-ish. And yeah, I'm just, oh yeah. Oh, he does these really cool things too. Like he's a Grammy-nominated Dove Award-winning producer, a music producer. And he is half of the group Breakthrough. Sometimes I forget he has these like other amazing things that he does. And because he's like my friend first. Anyhow. Without further ado, Justin, welcome to the podcast, and I'm so glad you're here. Yo, what's going on? It's Justin <laughs> up in this building, so I want to do my thing. <laughs> what's up, Lisa? How you doing? <laughs> so I, I wanted good. to throw it off. Like, yes. everyone was like, oh, that's his I was like, how long is he going to go on like this? <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, so, so Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um... Yeah, like where do you start, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I was born in Chicago. Okay. And um, pretty much growing up, uh, my parents moved a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I lived in Chicago, lived in Cincinnati, and then we worked our way through um, a little bit of Michigan, and then we went to Atlanta, oh, actually North Carolina, Atlanta and then we found ourselves in Florida Mm -hmm. but I was seven I was seven years old okay moved to Florida okay so that's a lot of moving when you're just a kid you know yeah and um I guess when I was in um uh I don't know um when when we when we got to Florida my dad was always just changing jobs changing Mm -hmm. jobs Mm -hmm. and my mom my mom was she had me at a very very young age so my dad was constantly, constantly, constantly working mm-hmm. and, you know, just trying to better the family. But it just seemed like for a while there, we could never really get on our feet. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice that so much as a kid until I noticed how much we were moving. Got it. Yeah. 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 There's um, so many things we don't notice as kids. And, and I have to, I speak for myself, but a lot of things we don't really notice about whether the, the struggles or challenges that even like our parents had until we're adults, you know, and then you just go, Oh yeah. shit, you know? Yeah. And I almost feel like just recently being a father, mm-hmm. 
I didn't even realize the extent of what it takes, right? You know, to be a provider for a family. So yeah, my whole my whole like when I was growing up, my dad always working, and my mom kind of always being there. Um, I kind of when I got when I got in my teens, I started like to resent my father actually. So um, when we moved to um, where do I start? I guess I guess we because we moved like four times mm-hmm. during dur- dur- when we first got to Florida. Okay, and then we uh, we moved to uh, this place called South Chase. Mm-hmm. It's by OBT. Okay, and, um, and uh, Orange, Orange Blossom Trail for all the non Floridians yeah. and Central Florida people. Yeah. So. Um, we, I, I went to, I went to, I went to high school, I went to middle school and then the, I made all my friends in middle school. And then in ninth grade, we were all going to high school together mm-hmm. and my parents were like, we're leaving. And I was like, damn, what again? I just, I just made all these friends, you know what I mean? And as, um, when you're at that age, it's, it's really, really hard because you're, you're also transforming. You know, you're becoming a young, a young person, young man. Yeah. And, uh, when you grow up with people and then they're taken away from you, now you're like completely vulnerable in a new place. So when I moved to, um, Oviedo, uh, my dad actually got a good job at this point. Mm -hmm. So that's why, why we ended up moving. So I hate, I hated him for it at first. Yeah. I hated, I hated them. I was so mad at them. Yeah, of course. I wanted nothing to do with it. Yep. And, um, literally if I would have stayed in that position, I keep in contact with one, um, one person to this day, Mm -hmm. all the other ones are arrested in jail, ended up becoming drug dealers and got caught or whatever. Um, not all of them, but my core group, the ones that I was around. Right. And, um, it's interesting because I, you know, you kind of, the older we get, it's really true. You are who you hang out with, you know? Yeah. And, and people also perceive you that way a lot of times. Like, if they see you associated with someone, they automatically recognize you as with that group of people yeah. or that person, you yeah, know? Yeah, for sure. You know, go pause for a minute. You know, you, yeah, yeah. you were talking about how you moved around a lot. And um, I know exactly what you mean because my dad was military and we moved around a lot too. And so when you say, I really resonate with you when you say like, I was so pissed off at my parents because I was Mm -hmm. pissed at my parents too. And there was one point, one move that we made was from Hawaii to Connecticut. And that was culture shock shit going on right there. Yeah. So I, I feel you when you say that and you, you think that your world just crumbled. And then, yeah, I, and it really, it really did for me too. Yeah, because at that time, I, you know, you, they say you can't be in love, but I actually, I, I, I never even told my, I don't even think my parents know unless they even hear this podcast. Yeah, but I was in love with a girl at that time too, and yeah. I never even told her about my parents. Uh, and uh, you know, we didn't have cars. Like I, sure. I wasn't, you know, I was just turning sixteen. Yeah. So I was just about to get my car and everything. And anyway, I, I, we split up. And um, yeah, when I moved to Oviedo, I was I. It was interesting because I really just had myself at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And it, I had myself, and I had a lot of anger. 
Okay. And I had a lot of like, you're, you're scared. You know, I'm scared. I'm the kid out of, you know, right. got just taken out of my core friends, mm-hmm. got moved to this little redneck town in the middle of the country right. at the time. And, um, you know, not only was I dealing with acne and all the insecurities. Right. Now am I going to like, now I lost this girl. I don't like any other girl. And I was just, it, everything was just crumbling in my world where mm-hmm. really at the end of the day, if that shift wouldn't have happened, mm. I don't think I would be in the position I am in right now. Wow. And I'm not saying I'm in this glorious position, but it would have been a lot different, I think. And, um, I'm really, I'm really happy for what they did, did, did for me. And I, um, I really do think my, it's, it sucks because, um, I ended up having a relationship with my dad in my mid twenties and, um, Mm -hmm. it kind of, it kind of sucks out there sometimes because they really were good parents. I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't connect with them, you know? Yeah, I mean, and I had to go through some growing change, growing phases. I would say that you're not alone with that. I feel like mm-hmm. that's an age to hard to connect with anybody, really, because we're just we're going through self discovery and the social pressures and anything else you want to throw in there and any any trauma or anything that we we have going on. Um, yeah, you know, I, I have to say though that with moving so much and mm-hmm. and I want to ask you you know at the time I was so pissed and because I was always like I would feel like okay I've I've established a friendships and whatever and then I have to pick up and go but what I also realized in my adult life is that that really is an awesome tool to have to be able to be thrown into any new place. And then you Mm -hmm. just have to adapt because Mm -hmm. that tool now is with me as an adult and, and has been with me for a very long time that it's such an advantage where you, I don't know about you, but I can go in anywhere and I can just adapt. I can adapt to whatever's yeah. going on. So, I mean, do you feel I, that way? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I really do. And especially now where I'm with, where the music stuff's taken me now. Right. I'm constant, yeah. constantly, constantly having to meet new people. Sure. And um, I'm constantly having to adapt to different environments, to their worlds. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, it's been, um, believe it or not, it's been a massive help. Yeah. And, um, I guess, I guess, uh, from that, from that point, I, um, talking about adapting then. So mm-hmm. when I got, when I got to Oviedo, it was 10th grade and, um, I was by myself, didn't have any friends. And I always had like this feeling of doing music, mm-hmm. but I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't like fully get, like, I didn't, I don't, I don't know what it was. I just kind of was like, I kind of was like, I I got made fun of a lot when I did it around my, when I lived in, um, off of OBT, like all my friends were like, oh, that's corny and stuff like that. You know, like, so what was it? Were you playing an instrument or what? Yeah. I was like singing and playing piano, but I I wasn't like in school doing it or anything like that. My mom had like a piano, like she was a piano Mm -hmm. teacher on the side and she'd teach piano. Got it. And then I'd go, I'd go over there and I like 
tinker around on it or whatever. Yeah. But I didn't realize, um, I didn't realize that I had like this natural ability. Uh, and, and the people that were around me kind of like made me feel like I wasn't cool if I did that. Got well, it. So jump forward. I'm at the school and I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to sign up for chorus. Okay. I don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm here. I don't know anybody. I'm just going to do it because yeah. I like singing. And I just, I kind of like, I don't know. I had that inclination that, you know, let me try it out. So I, um, I got, I got, I, I was in chorus and then I also, oh crap. I mess. I, I'm sorry. I missed that one thing. Oh I, yeah. I was in, I was in basket. I played basketball okay. at, in ninth grade. Yeah. So, you know, like if you're a sports guy at the time, I, I don't know society now is like completely different, but at the, at that time, if you were like into sports, but you were also into like artsy extra, like, you know, mm-hmm. singing or art or something like yeah. that, it, it's not cool. You got know it. what I mean? Yeah. Nothing, you got some kickback nothing from is people. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Move to Oviedo. Um, join the chorus. Didn't join the chorus. I, I messed up. No, ah. I, I wanted, I wanted to play basketball for the basketball team. Okay. And they did tryouts and I was, and I, I didn't make the team. Okay. And I actually ended up breaking my arm. <laughs> Dang. And yeah, it was like, this I guess whole, you really weren't supposed to play basketball. Yeah, right? it, was, it was this whole thing that like went down and I was like pissed at my parents. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go leave. I'm going to go live with uncle Les. So I left and I, I lived with my uncle before school started. And when I was living with him, um, he had all the, the music gear and all the equipment. Ah. And uh, he was the one that actually urged it on like, hey, why don't you try, why don't you try this stuff out? So when I came back, um, I, I signed up for chorus. Okay. And, and I was like, you know, let me tap into this a little bit. Wow. And, um, so I started making friends. Uh, no one like, I, I don't think I ever had um, a, a, like a, like a, I had one really good friend, but you know how like when you when you're in high school and everybody has like their groups of friends and then yeah. they all break off and do different things. Sure. I never really had that because I, I kind of like I I I got I kind of like distanced myself from everybody. Mm-hmm. I, I was one of those kids that just like did not like high school years. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I guess uh, I guess at that moment I started like discovering what I wanted to do okay. immediately. Like I, I always knew, okay, I want to do something in music. Yeah. And, um, I started, uh, I, 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 um, I, my parents said it's time to get a car and I'm sorry, this is like, <laughs> Lisa, this is like <laughs> what, 20, 20 years ago. So I'm trying to remember everything. Yeah. And you're doing great. So I'm like, going I'm the good. Head, so I'm trying to like remember. Everything. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, you know what though, but, before we, yeah. before we talk about the car, you had said yeah. something about how you were, you were, you enjoyed music and you would sing and play the yeah. piano and people would make fun of you. Right. So yeah. Go back there for just a moment because I, I am always curious to hear, especially people that are at a school age and they're being made fun of and you continue to pursue it even though you're being made fun of. So what mm-hmm. is it? What was it in you or what was it that made you just go, screw it? I'm going to do it anyways. I don't care what people are saying. Um, 
it's kind of like it was it was an intuition thing um so like it was like just burning inside you it didn't it's, matter you don't like you, you do understand it's yeah it's, it's ingrained in you you yeah, know what I mean I get it like yeah it's it's completely ingrained in me to the point where I can't not do it because I it's just like second nature Okay. Uh, so I play by ear. I sing by ear. Yeah. Like I, I don't read music. I'm not taught. Like right. no one taught me or anything like that. It just natural. It's a natural given ability. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a, it's a gift and it's a curse at the same time. So Got it. Uh, most people say it's a gift. I I say it's a little bit of both because anybody that is in music or entertainment or this type of world you it's not always a you know it's not like yeah we're waking up nine to five and getting our check it's it's a rocky mm-hmm. road it, it, you, mm-hmm. you go through a lot um but that's it, it, the the it, it, it it's not why we do it it's, right it's passion, so you, you felt know? that like even at that young age you felt yeah. that passion that burning desire to be like this is it I don't care what anybody's saying. I'm doing something in music, right? Yeah. Okay. So you talk about, you just mentioned, hey, it's not this glamorous thing where it's just like, yeah, we're just doing music and life is great. There's Mm -mm. so many twists and turns, right? Is it, is that accurate? Lots of twists and turns. Yeah. Unexpected. So the thing, the thing, the, the, the other thing is, um, I feel like, I feel I feel like music and artists you're always evolving, you know. Yeah. So like where you're at right now, you're going to you're most likely going to be in a totally different probably in the same field, but you might be in a totally different position 5 years down the road and doing right. things completely different because it's always it's 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 not a it's always changing. It's not a constant thing and there's not a set there's somewhat of a formula of making music, mm-hmm. but as far as uh, how music sounds, there's really no boundaries. So it's right. always evolving. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I was going to, I was going to go, uh, let me skip a little forward. So mm-hmm. my parents, uh, they said, Hey, you want to buy a car? I said, no, I don't want a car. Um, they were like, well, we want to help you buy a car. And I was like, I really want you guys to help me buy a keyboard. Nice. And my dad was like, really? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I'll just buy like an $800 truck or whatever. Cause I, I think I saved up like close mm-hmm. to that. Yeah. And, um, they ended up buying me the truck and buying me the keyboard. Nice. So yeah, super awesome. And then, you know, I love dad again. <laughs> and then, I was going to say, uh, they probably felt bad about moving you around. So they were like, let's just do something. Maybe. <laughs> um, so w- the keyboard I got at the time, it was pretty cool because it allowed you it, nowadays you know everybody has computers Mm -hmm. you have all your sounds on the computer and that's how you make music Mm -hmm. if you're doing like electronic music Mm -hmm. but back uh back when i was growing up we didn't have uh computers we had hardware Mm -hmm. and this keyboard had the cool it it was expensive it was like a four thousand dollar keyboard damn and yeah and um it had all the sounds in it. it had pianos, drums, and just like how you would build a track on the computer, you yeah. would just do it on the actual keyboard. So imagine a keyboard with a screen yeah. and then you can program all your tracks. Well, <clears throat> I pretty much just started learning how to, you know, make beats and I was just mm-hmm. making tracks. And uh, so you taught yourself. Nobody taught you how to do it. No, 
No okay. one taught me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I, uh, it, you'd have a little floppy disk. And um, at the time, I, was, I just got a job at Fazoli's. It was like an Italian food restaurant. Mm-hmm. And I remember I'd show everybody my beats that I'd make in my, on the, you know, at home and whatever. And everyone was like fascinated with it at that time. Nice. It wasn't like, it wasn't as common back then as it is now where yeah. everybody you talk to, not everybody, but the majority out of a hundred kids, mm-hmm. one of them is going to do music right. or make music or be somehow in mm-hmm. tune with music. It's like cool right now. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it, it, it then it wasn't like that. It was kind of, it was really hard to find actually. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would take my floppy disk and I'd go to the music store and I would uh, upload it and I'd play the beats in the music store and people would come around and hurt around the, the keyboard. Right. And uh, this one guy approached me and he was like, yo, <laughs> this stuff is hot, man. His name is Lamar. What's up, nice. Lamar? And uh, he, he, uh, he, he's like, I got a studio out in Palm Bay and my what? son's a singer. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I think this was like, I think I was, I want I, I, I don't know the exact age, but I know I wasn't 20 yet. Okay. And um, I remember going home and saying, mom, I'll see you in a little bit. I'm driving to Palm Bay, Malabar. <laughs> And I'm going to go record this guy's son. I'm going to cut a song, like a real song with a singer. And my wow. parents are like, uh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I drive all the way over there and he had the computer and he had all the recording gear. He had the microphone and everything. Okay. And um, they, they wrote the song to my track and he sang it and we put it on a CD. And I remember playing it and being like, holy crap. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. Like, this is this is something I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah, regardless, this is legit, right? Re- regardless, yeah. <laughs> well, at that, at that, I think at that moment is when I actually fell in love with music. Mm. Like it became like a relationship at that moment. Okay. No, no money, no nothing, nothing about hey, I gotta get. get Nothing when you're running a business with it, you know? Yes. It was just pure. Pure passion. Pure passion, pure love. Purpose, yeah. And actually, that's a funny thing because I don't know if I fully found my purpose yet. But I knew, I knew in my heart that this is something that I wanted to stick around in my life for a really long time. And I was really grateful for it. I never took advantage of that. Yeah. And Um, shout out to Lamar for like finding you and just being in that space while you were I there. Mean, I feel like, I feel like it's, it's, de- it, you know, some people are blessed or lucky or whatever you want to call it. But I feel like sometimes in life, you, the right person will come into your life mm-hmm. that has all the tools yeah. and has all the knowledge to kind of give you a jump start. You know what I mean? Yeah, divine and, timing, and right? Y- yeah, it, it absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, and um, they don't want anything in return. It's just solely, just it. It's like it's it's just meant for you, you know. Yeah. And um, and you know, time, just shout out to your yeah, parents yeah. for like just being like, 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't, I don't know that my parents back in the day would be like, yeah. I mean, they always, don't get me wrong. They encourage me to do awesome things. But if I was like, yeah, I'm going to go jump mm-hmm. in the car and like, go like record with like somebody that I just met at like a music store. I, I don't know that your parents were just so like, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Have they kind of were, they kind of were like that. They kind of just, see, that was the thing with them. Mm-hmm. See, I never was, I never, when I was growing up, I never was like, I, you know, I was a loner. I was by myself. So I never like partied. I never drank. I never mm-hmm. went out. I never had like a ton of friends. Mm-hmm. I really just was so focused on music mm-hmm. my whole, my whole life to this day. You know what I mean? It's yeah. always, it's always been there. And mm-hmm. it's funny because it's, it's like, it almost feels like a never ending chase. Like mm. you don't even know what you're get And you know what? And that's okay. If you mm-hmm. don't hit, if you don't, it, it if you don't get to the end, because the journey is the funnest part of it, you know, and that's, and I've, I learned that at a very young age. I never had in my mind, like, oh, I want to get to this point, And then I'm going to stop. I never, I never looked at it that way. You know? Yeah, I agree. I, I, I feel the same way. I feel like the, the journey and all the parts of the journey whether it be the parts that are challenging and the parts that are like the times to celebrate every part of that is required. Just like you moving around all the times that you did, all the shifts happened on purpose. It was intentional to get you to the music store that Lamar was at so Mm -hmm. that you could go and record. And it's, it's so intentional and, and so on purpose. So, here's the thing you're you're doing this thing and it sounds 19, like 1920 yeah, yeah 1920 19, so old. so far it sounds like actually a pretty smooth and easy path for you i mean like yeah because it's funny after that i said okay mm-hmm. well i'm gonna keep doing this so i went back to the music store yeah uploaded my stuff crowd of people and a guy approached me and he's like hey i want to buy that beat I'm like, okay. What? And he's like, I want to buy it for 500 bucks. And I was like, done. Let's do it. No paperwork, no nothing. And he just said, hey, I record off this studio on Forsyth. Um, why don't you come and uh, bring the track by? I'll have your cash and we can cut the song. Can you, do, you, can you, do you have it on CD so I can like write to it? And I was like, yeah, cool. So we got, you know, we exchanged all our information, met him at the studio. Now, this is crazy. (laughs) Um, The guy that owned the studio, and he's still still in business today. Mm -hmm. Uh, His name is John Guidry, Mm -hmm. and he's actually uh, a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And um, what he would do, he had this recording studio, and all the rappers – we come to the studio and he had this crazy passion for recording, mm-hmm. but all the ra- rappers that would get in trouble for all their criminal acts and all whatever they're going through, mm-hmm. he would represent them in court. So half of his business, his, his studio was there to, you know, make, you know, record music, but he picked up half of his clients <laughs> through running wow. the recording studio because, uh, you know, it, it, this was a time too when like rap was like mm-hmm. it, the, the whole gangster rap thing was going, yeah, and it was really bad, and and that was very very much alive uh, and in full effect um, during that time. 
so I, I get to the studio. John kind of, I, I, uh, I'm recording this guy. Guy leaves. John goes, hey, man, you're really good. I'm like, yeah. really? He's like, I got an idea. I'm like, what? He's like, how many tracks do you have? I was like, I don't know, 200? He's like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Would you mind if I load all 200 songs on my computer and every client that comes in, if they want to buy a beat, I'll sell it to them for between five and a thousand dollars. I'll take 20, I'll take 20% and I'll kick you back the other amount. It's just when you, when you, when you, when we actually sell the track, you would have to come to the studio and upload the track of stuff. And right. so they knew it was like legit, like we, right. no one had internet and stuff. Yeah. Like, it wasn't yeah. like, like that. So I was like, um, I mean, we had internet, but it wasn't like accessible where you could find everybody's sure. information. So you like people actually like had face to face meetings yes. and stuff. So <laughs> remember those? Yeah, that, that's how I know. I'm remember old, those? I'm like talking like that now. Um, <laughs> older, but uh, yeah. Anyway, Lisa, in I I don't know the exact number, but I was making so much money. Yeah, for a 20, 22, 21, 22-year-old right. just sitting at home. I get a call. Hey, I sold this one. Is it still available? Yeah. Hey, I sold this one. Is it still available? Yeah. I sold this Jeez. one. I go to the studio, pick up my money, drop the track, and go back home. Go to the studio, pick up the money, drop the back. And, and I started saving money, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I, all the music money that I was making, I wasn't, like, buying stuff with it. Because I always, always, always held a full-time job. Right. Even to this day. You sure. know what I mean? Sure. Always. Because there is like a certain number that I feel like I would like to get to mm-hmm. where I feel like, okay, yeah, if I had a million bucks, then I could say, okay, I could probably invest wise enough where I probably don't have to have a so-called full-time yeah. job. Yeah. You know, I could probably do music full-time, but until I reach certain numbers or certain goals. Yeah, yeah, I You know, I still have to be wise for the people around me. Of course. So you're you're bringing in all this money at such a young age. Again, yeah, I think I I, and I when I I I wish I wish I could I could I I wish I knew the exact dollar amount, but I knew it was like something like twenty thousand bucks a year. For on the side. On the side side, right cash. Doing something you love. Yeah. The feds don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Again, this sounds like a very smooth and easy path. So yeah. talk to me about when there's the dip, there's the challenge, there's the question of, should I still be doing this? When did that moment come? Or have you ever had that moment? Um. Well, John shut down the studio. Okay. Because his, his law firm was doing so well. Yeah. He just didn't, he didn't have time for the studio. Okay. He, he was so, he got to the point where he was so established mm. that he was like, it's not that I don't like doing it. It's not that I don't like recording. It's just, I, I'm so successful that at this, at doing the law stuff, I'm not doing the studio. Yeah. And when he did that, everything just stopped. Okay. And, um, I met, I met, um, how did I meet this guy? I, yeah, I met, I met, I met a couple, a couple, a, a couple people here in Orlando and, um, they fed me some straight lies. 
Yeah. And I, I believed it. Mm-hmm. That they knew this person, they knew this person, and that they can get me in the door here and they can get me in the door there. And I basically said, okay, let's, let's go. Yeah. It, it was, it was such a crazy lie. And I was so young when you're young, you're so naive. You yeah, know? of course. And, and you know, when your family's being lied to and the people around you are kind of like believing the lies too. Yeah. It, 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 in a nutshell, it was, Hey, there's a $2 million deal on the table for you to come to Atlanta, live in Atlanta, cut an album on this, on this rapper. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I quit my job. I told mm-hmm. my parents, okay, I'm leaving. Yeah. I, I get to, I get, I get to Atlanta and it's like this dump, like mm. in, in, in the hood. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I look at the guy and I'm like, Hey, I thought, you know, we had like, yeah, what's going on. Oh, that's all coming. That's all coming. I'm like, mm. Oh, okay. And then I, my phone got shut off. I was like, Hey man, when, uh, I thought you guys were paying my phone. Yeah. Like what's going on anyway, any normal person would have just been like, yeah, I'm out. You know what I mean? But for some reason I was fed with this lie that I wanted to believe so bad. Sure. That I almost was like trying to make it my reality. Of course. But it, it just, it got so bad where I just remember I started becoming like these people. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what am I becoming right now? Mm-hmm. And um, at that time, I was, it was like the first time I ever did drugs. Yeah. And I started going down a really, really, really bad path. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself, like, oh, my God, what, what, like, what is happening to me? Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was, I, I remember I was like, I was about a month and a half, two months in. And I was like, I got to leave. I got to mm-hmm. just leave. Mm-hmm. I have to go. I have to go back home. I got to like, I got to just, and I was ashamed. I was scared. Mm. Like I, my, my dad would be like, Hey, yeah, yeah, your phone was off. Why weren't, yeah. Oh yeah. Everything's fine. Yeah. We're doing this. We're doing that. Sure. We're meeting this label. We're meeting this. Yeah. And I, the whole time I was just like, gosh, I'm just lying to everybody. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I didn't want, I didn't want to look stupid. Yeah, of and, course. And let alone, I didn't, I didn't want, I was so excited too, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and to yeah. be straight lied to, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, yeah, this is what they're talking about. There, there are people like this, Lisa, sure. you know? Yeah, absolutely. So you left, correct? Mm-hmm. Left the scene, I did. came back and, and you still wanted to work on music though, despite no. this. No, no. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I wanted to take a break. Mm-hmm. I wanted to like get my life like I don't know what it was, but I felt like I felt like I I I don't know. I felt like I lost like a like a like a purity within me, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And I felt like I lost a part of like who I was. Mm-hmm. And um when I got back I just was like I I, I remember I was I think that's when I started like, you know, I really started praying a lot. I really started just like trying to dig deeper into like, how do I want to live and what type of person do I want to be, you know? And, uh, you know, I think that to this day, that whole situation has uh, humbled me in such a way because at any given moment, I don't care where you're at 
I don't care what your status is. It all can be taken away. Yeah, absolutely. And going through that whole phase at a young age just made me, uh, I wouldn't, I would never want so I would never want to do that to somebody what those people did to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, to speed it up, I, uh, I did, I, I, I took a little break. I knew I still wanted to do music, but I wanted to do music differently. Okay. And I, uh, I started going to church and mm-hmm. I met a rapper and he's like, I'm a Christian rapper. And I was like, yeah, that's fucking retarded. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> really what I said. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> And Do those like, two things go together, right? Yeah, because yeah, we're at church. I was at church, and um, I, re- you know, I'm a music guy. So at church, I'm like checking out the band, and yeah, um, um, I was, I was, I was getting, I was, I was getting like, I, I don't know. I, I, all I remember him saying is, "I'm a Christian rapper." And I just was laughing my butt off, and he said. <laughs> I want to buy a track off you. You got any tracks? Every, you know, I heard about you and I'm like, yeah, I got some tracks. Okay. So he so heard played, about you. He knew he about, about you. Me. He knew about me. How did, did you and, ever ask him? Like, how did he hear about you? Um, you know, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. I, I don't, I still don't know how I like how we met to okay. this day. And he doesn't either. <laughs> and, uh, He's he's actually he's pretty famous. His name's Manuel Reyes. Okay. And he's married to Angela Johnson, who's the Bonque Cree lady. Yeah. And at the time he was working at Chi Chi's mm-hmm. uh, making balloons. Okay. And um I remember he was like, Yo, swing by my job and uh I wanna buy the track off you. I'm like, Okay, cool. Nice. And I went I went I went I went to Chi Chi's parking lot and he gave me two hundred bucks. And he's like, I was like, because I never, I, I was like, oh man, I need at least a thousand, blah, blah. He's like, dude, I'm making balloons at Chi Chi's. You know, if I could right. give you more, I would. <laughs> but he Keep looked at me. Let, let me, t- this is, this is the pivotal point. Okay. He looked at me and he said, trust me, you, you, you just got to trust me on this. I'm onto something. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. dude. Got signed to a major record deal off that demo. What? Yeah. Uh, to Atlantic Records. And no, I'm Warner. Sorry, Warner Records. And um, I remember he called me and he's like, Justin, I got signed. And they want your song, the one that we did in the parking lot, to be the, to wow. be the single. And they're going to shoot a video for it. Yeah. And he was like, I'm giving you half of all the, pro- uh, half of all the royalties. Dang. Half. For help, for for getting me in the door. Wow. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, this is the first time I ever had anything on a major scale. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was interesting because at that point, um, more, you know, it's funny because, like, at the time, rap never had, like, positive lyrics. Right. You know? And, um it, it, it was a it was a it was a pivotal moment in music in rap music because here were these group of guys that you know not all the songs were you know christian or god based you know what i mean 
some of them were just positive songs. Yeah. And that, and that's really was unheard of in the urban community that spoke life. Right. So, um, I started, I started working with almost all of them during that time. Okay. And I just remember, uh, I just remember I kind of was, um, I was just riding it. I was just kind of riding the wave. Mm -hmm. I was just, and, and, and being around all these people was so interesting because I kind of just was like, I felt like everybody, I felt like everybody around me had their purpose and their goal. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where I felt like, okay, I'm doing this, but right now I'm just doing this for like some money. Sure. And, um, I, I saw everybody with this passion, with their passions, you know, everybody mm -hmm. has their passions all the time. Mm -hmm. And, um, they also have like a purpose or some, something that drives them. Right. And, um, it was interesting because I, I, I felt like I didn't have that. And Got this it. whole time I'm around all these people that have that. And I've, and sure, I'm, I'm assisting all their, you know, fulfill their purposes, but I felt like I was just never really fulfilling mine. Yeah. And, uh, so you knew you yeah. wanted to do music. You knew you wanted to be around music. You were doing stuff with music, but still mm -hmm. you were just like, something's missing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something's missing. So, so when is it, tell us, bring us to that point where you're just like, okay, that's it. That's the missing piece. Hmm. It's really weird because, um, my whole life, I always wanted to like, it's kind of funny. I feel like sometimes when you feel like you, and I wish someone would have told me this earlier on, mm -hmm. but if you, if you feel in your heart and you're, you know, inside of you that you're, you're supposed to do something or you have some type of intuition mm -hmm. and, and it doesn't go away, just do it. Don't, yeah. you don't have to talk to a thousand people. You don't need validation from a million people around you. Sometimes, you know, you just have to make a jump and do it. And just because of everything I grew up in and how I grew up and all the people that were around me and I'm seeing everybody have all their purpose and everyone being fulfilled, I always ask for, like, validation. Hey, what do you think of this? Or what do you think of that? Like, for instance, I, I always wanted to make dance music, mm -hmm. but... I, I, I just was scared. I was yeah. scared to do my own thing. Mm -hmm. And anytime I would bring it up was, well, you, you don't look a certain way or you're not, you don't, you don't have, you, you, you're not like a character or you're, uh, <clears throat> I'm around, you know, I'm not around normal people. I'm around professional signed artists. Yeah. You know what I mean? Who are yeah. doing this full time touring, traveling. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting little bits and pieces of their life in the studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Are and these, I would talk. So are these yeah. the people that are telling you, yeah, no, you, you don't have the well, look. Well, they're looking, or, see, see, yeah. I think they're, I think, I think because there's a, there's a business behind this entire thing. You sure. Know? There, there's a point where it becomes like a fun thing. And then there's a point where it also becomes a business. Sure. And for me, it was always just a fun thing and I made money. Sure. But I, and, and they were honestly giving me their best feedback for where they were or how they got into their position. Okay. Got know? it. Got it. 
like I don't know. I it, it, it was almost as if, uh, you know, it's weird because when you ask somebody for their opinion, they're gonna give it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and the people that love you the most are gonna give you their honest opinion on what they feel at that very moment. Doesn't mean that's that that they'll feel that way three months down the line. And it also you know, doesn't mean they're, it also doesn't mean that what they're saying is right. right. Correct. But you have to understand I'm somebody that looks up to all these people. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm not mad at any of them by any right. means. I mean, you know, not. it's, it's, and no one ever was like, no, you can't do it. Yeah. Everyone was just, it, it, it became very real. Like, mm-hmm. wow, this is kind of scary, you know, like, Right. So what do you do then? You, you're having pretty much this, you know, like feedback of, yeah, no, not so much, you know, so what keeps you still trying to find it or still trying to, or still wanting to develop and pursue what's deep down inside that you really know what you want to do, even though you're getting all of this kickback? Um, I think what it is, I, I pretty much became like, a real piece of shit to be around. Like Mm -hmm. I just became bitter Mm -hmm. because I just felt like I was doing every stuff for everybody else. And I wasn't really advancing my, myself. Got it. But I also put myself in that position at a very young age. And I spoke that into existence at a very early time. Yeah. So I didn't realize that. So I, I just kind of like, I don't know. I, I, there was a point where I was just, I, I just, I started drinking heavy. Mm-hmm. I had to be dr- like plastered. I'm talking plastered drunk yeah. in, in, in the studio with these, with these guys. And I, I feel so bad because <laughs> those, like so many artists, I, if you're listening, I am so thankful for your patience with me. And I'm so thankful for putting up with me and still staying by my side because I just, I, I just, I don't know. I just, I, 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 at that point, it just, I treated it like a job. Yeah. And, um, a lot of artists that were with me, that's not a job for them. That's their, that's their life. That's yeah. their passion. So not only was I robbing them of fulfilling their passion, I was also robbing myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's when I, um, that, that, that was rock bottom. That was rock bottom. That's, that that was rock bottom. Okay. Because um I I wanted to I wanted to I just kind of was just like I don't know, I felt lost. Yeah. And um I said, you know what? I I think this is around the time I met you actually. Okay. And uh I I started I started experiencing things in life a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And um, I, started, I, I started seeing people around me that had much less than me and so much happier. And I started seeing people. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying you are like that. I, what I'm, <laughs> what I'm, what I, no, 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 not at all. I, what I'm trying to get at is like, let's, let's put it this way. My, my wife is happiest when she's with her family, you right. know, and yeah. we're, we're at home yeah. and we're not, not a lot of things are going on yeah. and we're together. Right. But see, I never, I never would take in those moments. Got I was it. always running. I was always, 
I was, and then I would see people doing their jobs and maybe it's not what they want to do, but they were still happy. Right. Like, how is everybody happy all the time? Like, yeah. How do I get there? Right. Like how, (laughs) yeah. Like why, like I'm, I'm trying to like get all these goals and reach all these things. Right. But then at the same time, I'm pissed about it the entire time. Right. And I just was like, you know what? I really started studying like, um, basically like mental peace and, I don't, I don't know where I read it, but it was, you know, you spend a lot of time in your mind. So make it a, make, make, make it a nice place to be in. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I think when, yeah. We, I was going to say, you know, we spend the most time thinking and wondering. And I have learned, I'm 47, I'm going to be 48. It t- took me a while to learn this. And what I have learned is, all of the overthinking that I used to do, the what ifs, the anxiety, all of that mm-hmm. was making me crazy. And yeah. that was nobody else's fault but my own. And I don't want to say fault. It was something I had to go through. And mm-hmm. I got tired of it. I just, it became exhausting. And I resonate with what you're saying about seeing other people just being in moments, whatever they're doing mm-hmm. and, and just, just being, and I would see people do that. And I'm like, how do you do that? How, yeah. how can I do that? And for me, it was, I it, honestly, it's recent. It's probably around the time I met you as well that yeah. I found meditation and other ways of well-being where I started to mm-hmm. implement that in my life. However, I, but I feel you when you say that, like, how is everyone just doing, and I don't want to devalue anything that anybody does, mm-hmm. but every day just thinks and they're happy. Like how, mm-hmm. how does that happen? And so, I mean, I really, I do feel you. That hits me hard. Like when you say that, cause I'm like, I get it. Like I, yeah. I get it. And, I, and it, it's weird because, you know, you and I, wouldn't even be having this conversation or doing this podcast if it wasn't for all the necessary steps to get to this point right now. Right. You know, um, again, it, it, in school, they don't, they don't teach you this stuff. They don't, they don't, <laughs> sure they don't, don't, you know what I mean? They don't, they're not like, and, and a lot, I feel like a lot of people in, um, just in general, uh, they're always just being told how to feel, how to think, how, what to mm-hmm. believe, what to do, what this and this. And I also feel like it's hard sometimes when you're young and you're brought up, always being told certain things or certain ways. Like if you if you're brought up getting hit every single day as a child, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. when you're not being hit and you go to a house that you're not being hit, all of a sudden you're like, wait, what? Oh. I didn't, I didn't know that that wasn't yeah. like normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if, 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 I guess, I guess I just, I got to the point where I just, it, it, I, I started learning that we create our own fears. Mm-hmm. We create our own craziness. We create mm-hmm. our own, um, all the all the negative things that we put in our lives, we put that on ourselves. Mm-hmm. We create those things. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To this mm-hmm. day, but mm-hmm. I'm aware of, Hey, I better not speak badly about that because mm-hmm. I wouldn't want that done to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or let me think about this before I just, you know, say what's on my mind. Absolutely. And, and because, you... because, because I feel like that ultimately not only could it affect something in that very moment, but it could travel on. And our, our self, like, you know, whether we're joking or we're serious, you know, uh, our self doesn't know if it's a joke or you're serious or not. So anything mm-hmm. that is said internally, quietly to ourselves or out loud mm-hmm. is what we believe in pretty much what will happen. So I, I feel like when I learned to wrap my head around that whole concept of I create my own reality, which that's, yeah. that's crazy. Even though I understand how it works, it's still crazy for me to even say that. Yeah. However, I do, I truly, truly believe that. And I know you believe it too, because I 100%. know you really well. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing things recently that reflect that. So honestly, yeah. I want to talk about breakthrough right now. So yeah. talk to us. So, about so yeah, 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 actually that's how all this actually happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I pretty much uh, was like, you know what? I'm not going to be scared anymore. I, I don't care if I don't make a dollar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to why I do music. Mm-hmm. And it's because I love music. And I want to I wanna explore me for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I want to I dig into what I am really about. And I want to take, uh, you know, I'm 30 years old now. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. And if I don't do this now, I'm going to regret it later. So why don't I just do it now and just say, you know, the people around me too, that they knew, you know, mm-hmm. if, if anyone was around me during that time, professionally in music, they knew it. They, they, they knew like, yeah, he's not happy. He's mm-hmm. got to, he, you know, he's got to go find himself. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what? I got that. I got that like fire back in me again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was funny. Um, Delia, uh, I listened to your other podcast and she uh-huh. mentioned me mm-hmm, and, she did. <laughs> um, and she had very kind words to say, she but did. she actually, um, it was weird because she was like, I remember she was like, what are you like? What are you doing here? Cause we, we, we work at the same spot. Right. And I, <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> She's like, like you've done all these and this is before she was in music she's like you've done all these things you're on all these projects and other sure and little did she know i was just like well i'm gonna like just kind of like find me right now right and kind of just reset and i told her i like dance music and she's like oh i go to raves and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and i'm like oh really and i was like what do you listen to and she showed me some music. And I was at first. I was like, "This is a little, this is weird, but I like it." You yeah, know? like yeah, some some it, it moved me. 
and it right. had no words. Yeah. A lot of it didn't even have words. Sure. And I thought that was really cool. Right. And because music is a, like, so this goes into the whole breakthrough. I'm getting to breakthrough yeah. and I'm also getting to like a purpose driven thing. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> when I heard it, I was like, music is a universal language. Yes. You know, if you take the words out, it's universal. Right. And um, something about dance music, it, there's a freedom and there's a no judgment and it's welcome. Anyone is welcome. And I thought that was really cool yeah. because, you know, you're not cool with the rappers unless you make dope beats. Now you're friends, you know, but this, this is a community or you're not, you're not, you're, you're an outcast. If you look this way in this group or this group okay. in, in dance music, there is no group. There's no outcast or anything like that. It's, it is a universal love. Right. And Delia like, said the same thing. She said the same thing about uh, the community. And yeah. That... And I was like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? I was like, I want to be a part of this. Right. And uh, I went to, <laughs> I told you, I never partied, never went out. Uh, I never like, as, I, I, I just, I, I never went to like a bunch of concerts or raves or anything like that. Yeah. And I remember going to a concert. And the song was playing and it was the first time at a concert where I actually cried, like wow. cried, yeah. bawled my eyes out. Yeah. You really moved. And it, it just moved me. And I was like, I'm doing this. I don't care what I, what I, what I'm doing. I don't know how I'm getting there, but I'm doing it. You know, I'm already yeah. doing it. in my mind. I was already doing it. Wow. Okay. And at that moment, I was like, well, it was weird because at that moment I started, um, started just putting out music. It was weird, weird stuff, Mm -hmm. stuff I liked Mm -hmm. and nothing happened with it. Nothing was really, uh, wasn't like gaining traction or any, and I didn't care. You know what I mean? And, and, and nor do I care to this moment, you know? Yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm, (laughs) there's so much freedom with no, like, uh. Like, look, pressure, anxiety, overthinking is detrimental to art. It's detrimental to anybody's art. Yeah. And I feel like when you throw yourself out there, it's almost like, ah, okay, uh, I did it. Let yeah. me move forward. And that was, that was my biggest fear because I was around people that were successful and had all these big numbers and everything was going great, blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, man. I'm, I'm not going to have that, but it's okay. Everybody's timing is different. Everybody's journey is different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I like, Chino. I like what you yeah. said before we get to Chino. Chino's awesome. Yeah. I, I like what you said about in my mind, I was already doing it. So when, yeah. it, when you had that moment of, can I say clarity of, of your yeah. purpose? So, in, and that's huge because in visualization and manifestation, when we put whatever it is, whatever thought in your mind, it's helpful to imagine yourself doing it. So even when creating vision boards, instead of saying, and, and you know, I want to do this or I'm going to do this, it's mm-hmm. I'm doing this. I mm-hmm. am. I am creating music. I am. So you, it, it sounds like you did that in your head. In that moment, you went, yup. I'm in my mind, and you, and you just said, I'm in my mind already doing this. 
Mm-hmm. And that that is a tool that will carry anyone anywhere. Yeah, and it will. You did it. And and, and I don't I, I, and, and like it ha- things happen quicker or slower for everybody. You know, everyone's timing is different. Mm-hmm. Um it's not like oh, I went to a concert, I saw this guy play and in my mind, yeah, I'm doing it. No, I had you know, also 15 years of music experience studios in and out back and forth state to state, you know, like a lot, a lot, a lot of history. Right. But the biggest thing that was pulling me back was, okay, I'm starting at ground one. Basically I'm starting over. Mm -hmm. I'm scared. But when I saw that and it hit me in my mind, I was clear and I was like, I'm doing this. That's it. I have everything that I need to get to this point. And I'm going to use everything that I have around me to my best ability to try to fulfill the yeah. purpose that I, I've, I've, I've been urging to do this whole entire time. Right. <laughs> and, and things started to take off because I remember, I, I kind of remember around this time and, and, you know, you were sharing this and, and things happened quickly i i think so it seems like it um you know you know it has it it really has and um yeah well it's funny because chino is almost identical to me Mm -hmm. you know he's actually he he, you know he's he's been doing this longer than me and um but the way we think and the way we communicate and the way we set our goals are all exactly the same Mm-hmm. And when I met him, you know, whenever you meet, meet someone for the first time, it's not like, hey, let's just jump in and do all these things together. Because this is a big, this is a big move, you know, when you mm-hmm. meet somebody and you want to start a group. And the whole reason I wanted a group, right, I, I didn't, I didn't want to do it alone. It's not that I wasn't, I, I feel like, I felt like he had that other half that I don't have. Mm -hmm. For instance, I'm super creative, super talkative. Uh, You you know, I can go rambling on for for hours on just nothing. (laughs) Where I feel like he's not that type of person. Mm -hmm. Um, He he is talkative, but he's also like, okay, don't forget, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to, he's kind of like keeps me in check. Yeah, it's a good balance. Yeah, 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 you got to have, especially like in a marriage yeah. Or in like, uh, in like, um, like it's just like a group, you yeah. know. A group is a marriage. You want someone that's like you, but almost like you, but not just like you. So, you know, he he knows how all the how to all the venues work. He knows all the DJ. He knows how to DJ. Mm-hmm. He knows how to. He's also an A and R, so he hears right, you know, demos and submissions, and he'll be sure. like, oh, I don't know this and that. And he also does do some producing as well. But as far as the full creativity and, hey, I'm out there type of person, that's me. Right. Yeah. And you <laughs> and need then both. When we're, t- mm-hmm. when we're together, it's almost like a perfect match. Got it. So it is a perfect match. It, it, it's odd. It's weird. And <laughs> it's funny because I wanted – I he wanted that and I wanted that. And him and I Where did you guys meet? How did you guys meet? Um, so I knew his, uh, brother-in-law oh, and I was, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was at his house showing him tracks 
Got it. And I didn't know he was brother-in-laws with him, actually. Oh, okay. I, I, I've known him. I, we knew each other for a while. Yeah. It, nothing, like, dawned on me. Sure. To, like, oh, she knows the guy I'm going to go meet or whatever. But his right. brother-in-law was like, hey, why don't you, why don't you talk to Chino? You know he's my brother-in-law. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Why don't I go talk to him? Why not? And I'm I here. Went down there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, went, I, went, I went down there and... Sure. At first, we didn't like hit it off, but uh, we we did. We were, you know, we were we were cordial toward each other. But just like anybody, you know, he was like, "All right, let me feel this person out first. Let me see what type of person this is." Just like I was with him. Yeah. Because you know, you you can't real recognize as real. So sure. After a while, we were like, "Okay, we got this. We know what we got to do." Okay. And. him and I, he, it was weird because I was, I already released some stuff on my own mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, here we go. I'm going to kind of start over again. But it wasn't like I was starting over again because something failed. Yeah. It was just the more I dove into the music and making dance music and I really wanted it to be a community thing okay. with Breakthrough. Okay. The whole, the whole thing with Breakthrough isn't about me or chino mm-hmm. it, it's it's kind of odd even though we're the face of the group and yeah you know people will always you know that know sure me will associate that but i'm not trying to be in um that's not the purpose of the group so the purpose of the group was we can use our talents to work with all different types of artists got it and break all these artists and be a part of everyone's journey through dance music Got it. And, Got it. And I thought that was a really cool idea because no one's ever really done that before because a lot of times artists um, artists just are like, hey, I'm the artist. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be successful. I'm going to go tour and I'm going to do this. Where, yeah, I want all those same things. But at the same time, I want to build relationships with people. I want to build long-lasting relationships with like-minded people. Yeah, I wanna, community. I wanna, yeah. yeah, and I yeah. really, I want to share, you know? I, 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 I want to, like, I want to be, I, I just, I have this whole vision of really just making the best music possible that right. I can possibly make, but also have my friends along with it. Yeah, and it and, sounds like you guys are doing a pretty good job so far. Just saying, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> kind of. It, 100% like that. Uh, yeah. The only reason I say kind of is because we have so much music. Yeah. And um, now it's now it's just, uh, it's really, it's Lisa, it's really exciting. Oh, I know. I know firsthand. So, because, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, so what, what do you have songs out? Yeah. Um, oh, you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you, so it's called Breakthrough, B-R-E-I-K-T-H-R-U. And um, we're everywhere. You could look us up on any streaming site. But okay. um, I, uh, I met through this whole thing. I, I remember uh, um, Tommy Sunshine, he, he wrote me and he said he, he added me to one of his playlists and that's I wrote huge them. yeah that's yeah huge. because when you're recognized by like uh, uh someone who's been you gotta think he's doing what i'm doing right now he's been doing it 
his whole life. Right. <laughs> so when you're recognized by somebody like that, you instantly go, whoa, I better reach out and say thank you. Right. <laughs> so at um, least, yeah, I reached out and I said, thank you. And a year went by where him and I just talked back and forth and I'd send him music and we actually started becoming friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up, uh, what, four, four months ago, three months ago, uh-huh. uh, I released a song with him on, on his label. And it was the first, it was the first song to officially get signed to a, I, I don't want to say major label, but it, it's, 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 it's a well-known independent label. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, it's taken off. Um, f- from there, I, uh, I did a song with, uh, another, it's crazy. So during this whole time, I got this song out and, you know, people are starting to get traction. And I also met, um, Landis who signed, who, who has song signed with Hexagon and, mm-hmm. um, we became friends and we talked yeah. and I, it's, it's weird, you know, let's go back to like changing. Sorry. I know it's getting going on for a while, no, you're, but, you're good. but you're just good. going back to when, you know, when you're, when you're moved a lot, you're moving a lot and you have to adapt yeah. to situations. You want to talk about adapting to situations. I, I'm meeting these people in environments, all different clubs, all different scenarios, scenes, and you know, you got kind of like that small window or small gap that you can, you can connect with somebody Absolutely. and uh, just some, just certain artists, man, you just hit it off with them and you just, mm-hmm. you guys, you know, you just have this connection and you got to have that with music. So yeah, I say break through this whole community thing and everything. It doesn't mean everybody can work with everybody, you know, Sure. but you can almost feel somebody's energy the second they open their mouth or the second you meet them, like you can, yeah, I you, believe you, that. Yeah, you can almost, uh, I don't know. I, I, I get that sometimes where when I'll talk to somebody, I'll be like, I, it, nothing against that person. I'm just like, uh, I just don't know if I really want to hang out with this person, you know? Right. Yeah. The energy exchange isn't there. You're not feeling it. And mm-hmm. you know, and you know, what's interesting is that energy exchange, what I've learned is that it could, it could be different every day depending on who shows up. Mm. And what I mean by that, I'm talking about myself. Okay. Some days I show up and I'm like, I am here. I'm present. Yeah. Other days I show up and I'm in la-la land because I didn't get enough sleep. I didn't eat right. Or I got some shit going on yeah. that's like blocking me. So it's, it's it, very – I, I can't remember yeah, who yep. I was talking to, but like yeah. the timing of people coming together and connecting – depending on where they are on their journeys and then connecting further with music or an art or a passion. That's, that's almost think about, think about all the things in place that have to happen to make the connection really work. You know, I'm really fascinated with that. I'm I'm fascinated when you can have an energy exchange and it's like, that I keep calling it divine timing because I believe that that's what it is. No, it is. It is. Yeah. Um, it's so funny too because you know especially as a creative and you're talking to other creatives man we go through so many ups and downs with our emotions mm-hmm. and our feelings you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. but when when you when you connect with someone 
and you both have that same drive or that same passion and you guys mm-hmm. can come together and make something that's mm-hmm. cool that's when that's when that that's when the that's when the special stuff happens yeah that's when the magic mm-hmm. starts going down for sure so what does 2020 look like for you for breakthrough what what does 2020 look like for you you know what it was funny china and i were we were just kind of talking about this, you know, because everybody sets their 2020 goals and everybody yeah. wants to meet all their goals. And sure, yeah, you, decade, know, I got, yeah. you know, I got, you know, we got our vision board. We have all our goals that we want to want to meet. Nice. Oh, um, you guys made a vision board together. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Nice. I love that. And um, yeah, that's actually really cool because <laughs> if you look at it, it's pretty insane. It's <laughs> like, like <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm like, <laughs> But here, here, if, in, in a nutshell, it's more like, I just want to live. I want to live in the moment and let everything flow. I'm not going to sit here and stress if something isn't happening the way that I think it should happen. Because no matter what, mm-hmm. whatever is supposed to happen, it will happen in time. It, it, when it's my time, it will happen. And I think with that expectation for 2020 and just being present, in the moment, enjoying life, enjoying my family, and just enjoying making music. I think that's right. the best thing. Um, Absolutely. And would, would you say that having the ability to do that, and two-part question, is that something that happens every day for you? Are you just always able to just be in the moment? No. Is that, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> it comes with, what? do you have to practice it? Or is it Dude, like, I, yeah, right? I, Man, I got, I'll tell you, like, so last night we were in a studio, right? We were in the studio. And I was just off, man. And, I, and, mm. and we were recording. And I was off. It, I was in my mind. And for some reason, I was like, oh, I don't like this song now. And I'm like, whoa, what am I doing? Why am I, what am I like, even thinking this right now? You know what I mean? And that, mm-hmm. it's funny because all that negative energy that I was allowing to come in at that moment started mm-hmm. affecting the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I had to say, whoa, 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 man. Chill out. Mm-hmm. Regain yourself. <sighs> Be present. And just enjoy yeah. it. Just enjoy it. Let it ride. Let it ride. And then when I kind of like regroup, I'm always mm-hmm. having to regroup myself. And mm-hmm. um, I practice that a lot. Um, just because, you know, you you want things to go a certain way you know deep down inside you're like i want this to happen this way i want this to be yeah, like this we're i want human. this to be yeah. happen like this i want yeah this. our egos are like it's gonna happen yeah like i just this. i just texted the label and i was like oh okay i got this on this on this on this on and, and <laughs> like i guess my boss <laughs> had to like tell me hey chill out dude just keep mm. creating just enjoy yeah. it don't, yeah. don't stress yourself out. Everything's good. And I'm like, yeah, duh. I've been talking mm-hmm. this this whole time. Why am I doing yeah. this? Yeah, it's, it's tough, you know. So, you know, the roads are winding, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're not always paved. There's different terrain. So what, what's just a tool that I know you're, you're saying like being present and having that practice, what would you say to anyone who's pursuing any type of dream, whether it be with music, whatever it might be, what would you say to them 
or what, what like life tool could you offer them to be okay with the imperfect roads, the winding roads, what, what can you offer to them and say to them that allows them to keep on it? Hmm. That's a good question. You know, I, if I came to you, Justin, and I said, you know what? I am not going to go do my passion anymore, whatever mm-hmm. it is. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go do this. Mm-hmm. What would you what would you say to me? I'm done. I'm done because there's just so many freaking roadblocks. I am done, Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, uh, 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 yeah, no matter how much you you're going to like, if you're meant for something and you're, and you have a passion for it and it's embedded in you, no matter how far you run from it, it, it it's going to, you can't, you gotta, I guess, I guess I would say just be confident in yourself and love who you are, you know? Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and every single love you, you know, no one can love you better than yourself. It sounds kind of selfish, you know, but I feel like if you can love yourself and you can wake up and say, you know what, I'm going to try to be the best person I can be today. And I can try to apply that to everything that I'm working on. Lisa, Lisa, everything, every single day, it's different. I don't know. It is. Not one day have I ever woke up and it's been exactly the same. So Agreed. So, and, and it's hard for me to say that because I feel like I've had roadblocks my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, 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 I always looked at it like, you know what, I'm going to, I gotta just, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. I gotta, I gotta just do it. I gotta, I gotta just apply myself and fight through it. Just fight through it, fight through it, fight through it. And that, and it's, I don't know, it, it might be human nature for some people to, um, um, you know, just go for it, go for it and not mm-hmm. like some people do just sit back. And I would honestly, I, w- I would probably say, well, if that's the type of person, then that's the attitude that you want to have towards something that you're amazing at and you're great mm-hmm. at it. And you just want to mm-hmm. throw it away because it's pretty hard right now. Mm-hmm. Then go, go throw it away. But let me yeah. tell you, you're throwing away something great and you're throwing away something that you were given a gift and an ability to do and no one can do it better than you. And you have to love yourself for that. And I think, yeah, I think, I think, I think hitting and hitting rock bottom, I think um, is at times, sometimes what people have to go through and then realize that, Oh shit, do I really want this Mm -hmm. or do I really not? And then seek another route or another path, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I think sometimes, yeah, maybe just, yeah, if you want to quit or whatever, then quit. And then because what also, yeah, also what you said is if it's meant for you and that's supposed to be your path, you'll always find your way back on your path. So it sounds like what you're saying is just like, just trust, just trust what's in front of you. If that's what you're supposed to be doing, you'll get there. You will get there if it's meant for what's meant for you will never pass you. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and what you said was really important to um, love who you are. Yeah. And I recently, and when I talk, when I say recent, mm -hmm. I say within the past six months, that's how recent, mm -hmm. have learned to fully love myself mm -hmm. because it was easy to love the parts that I was proud of and that I liked. Mm -hmm. And it was so difficult to love the flawed and imperfect and the, the one who made all the shitty decisions mm -hmm. in life, which I thought were shitty. Mm -hmm. So, and since I've begun to do that, I feel free. I, I see things in clarity. Mm -hmm. And so that tool right there and it's gonna, it takes us different times to get there. Mm -hmm. Loving yourself as cliche or as simple as that might sound, mm -hmm. that gives you access, I truly believe, access to everything else that's supposed to come in your life. Yeah, it really does. And I, I also feel like it makes things exciting. Like, you know, I, I, I it was weird. I, I think, like how you said, just six months ago, I feel like just two years ago, mm -hmm. I was excited to be alive again. Mm. Isn't that sad? Like to think about, like, it, I, I understand I, what, I, you, it's not what you mean. Like, hey, mm -hmm. I didn't have a disease on my, I, 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 there wasn't a, you know, like we weren't losing our house, you know, like mm -hmm. there wasn't like, mm -hmm. like crazy things going on. Mm -hmm. But I just was like, so beat down. And I just, I didn't know how to get out of it. I didn't understand mm -hmm. that if you, if you literally say, this is the person I want to be, and you just start doing it, instead of just reflecting on all the negative things around you and feeding yeah. into the negative things and keep doing all the things that put you back in the same circle that you were in, well, then you're going to just stay there. You're never going to break out, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. You're never going to break through? <laughs> yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> I had to go. <laughs> you're never going to break through. <laughs> no, but it, yeah. I, I, to me, it's, it's very true. And um, it is. it's really cool because if you just have no expectation, like having Ugh. no expectation yeah. is such a blessing. And also having no expectation and just living in the moment and being grateful for what you have in the moment mm -hmm. has been so, so valuable to me. Like everything that I have around me right now is the best at this very moment. And I'm very happy and I'm very grateful for it. I don't take any of it for, 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 for granted. Yeah. You are truly blessed, Justin. I, I appreciate you so much for just being extremely raw and, authentic and transparent about what's gone on in your life. And I'm just, I'm so excited to see what happens next for you because there's just so many, and I'm, if I'm really grateful because I get to see you pretty much every day and I get to mm -hmm. hear about this awesome stuff. Yeah. So for our listeners who want to listen to music from your group breakthrough, mm -hmm. where can they listen to you again? Uh, it's, it's spelled B R E I K T H R U and mm -hmm. um, Google it. Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, everywhere, everywhere. You'll you just it, it'll pop up. 
Okay. And then on social media, where, or different platforms, what other platforms can we connect with you all on? Just Breakthrough. It's, it, it, it'll all, it'll all. Okay. Instagram, yeah. Facebook, everything, yeah. Twitter. Everything. Okay. Fantastic. All right. Justin, thank you. I appreciate you so much. I love hearing your story and I cannot wait to hear what else happens. So yeah, keep us posted. And this is yeah, cool. This we'll, is my first we'll do time again. doing something like this. So Yay! this is, this was, I, this was actually very nerve wracking for me because I, I, I've never done this and, <laughs> I'm so and there's happy. no preparation. You just, show yeah, it's up, like, right? hey, just figure it out. And I'm trying <laughs> to like, remember like the last 35 years of my life. And, no, and you did segment. great. <laughs> so. Yeah. It was so, so good. Thank you so much, Justin. Yeah. And I really appreciate everyone listening and yeah, we'll have to do this again. All right. Thank you so much, Justin. All right. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye.